Okay. How about it? How about Legero Vick and what he's been doing? Yeah, he's played really, you know, he's played well. He, he didn't play as well uh, early when he wasn't making shots, but it, but it wasn't because he wasn't making shots. He probably just wasn't quite as aggressive as he is right now. But he's, he's played super and certainly, uh, you know, you know, getting that production out of him is, is not that we not that we would uh, uh, we didn't go into the season believing it couldn't happen, but for him to this early in the season to be basically uh, I don't know what it was, but he gave us like 38 points in the last two games, something like that is is uh, something that isn't a, is a bonus that we probably didn't expect. Well, Gerald said the other day that, that he thought Frank's more aggressive this year than maybe last year. Do you think that's true, and, and did you think that was even possible? Yeah, I think Frank has been more aggressive up until the last game. Sure. I didn't think he was very aggressive the last game. But yeah, he's been, and, and LeGerald, I'm sure, said that before the last game. Yeah, correct. But, but uh, yeah, I, I think Frank's been more aggressive. I think he's looking for a shot more, which is something that, you know, last year he shot the ball probably a comparable amount, but a lot of times he shot at late clock and that stuff. I think he's looking for his own shot earlier in the clock, which is good. Josh and Udoka talked about Frank kind of pulling them aside and talking to him before their first starts. Have you seen Frank kind of emerge as more of a vocal leader this year? Uh, at, at times, yes, and at times, no. Uh, I think that I think Frank's had a, probably as good a start to the season as anybody in college basketball's had. Uh, uh, but I, I, I do think that there's times where he can be much more vocal. I mean, if you look at it from a coach's perspective, and 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 you have he and Devontae out there. Uh, Together, then it seems like to me it's it's pretty uh, ridiculous if the other three guys don't know what we're trying to accomplish and do because it's their responsibility to make sure they do know. So I do think they can talk better. Uh, uh, I think Frank's much improved in that area because he's not a natural talker. But I do think he can become more vocal. The last couple of games, Frank has only played 28 minutes. What's the value long term? and being able to conserve some minutes now? I, you know what, they, they talk about that. I, I don't know on a 22-year-old uh, uh, what the value is playing 28 to 32. I, I think there's other values uh, uh, that, that may be a little bit mis, 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 not thought about. Uh, I think during every scout report setting down. Uh, I think uh, uh, you thought me stop think about that. That's two scout reports every team. Over 35 games, that's 70 scout reports. So maybe some people have their guys on their legs and an extra 35 to 50 hours where I don't allow my guys to stand during scout report. Uh, you know, things like that I think are are, are uh, maybe reducing practice time or reducing his reps in practice. I, I I actually think that is probably as important as a number of minutes, but. Last year we rode him pretty hard, and, and uh, as everybody knows, uh, I do think he wore, he wore out a little bit by the end of the year. He still played well, but I don't think he was quite as effective at the end, I think a little bit, because he, would, he wouldn't admit it, but maybe he was a little worn. So the, the thing about it is, if you really look at it, if you play four guards, he's going to play 35 minutes. He's going to. If you play three guards... The majority of the time, he's going to play 32, 32, 30 minutes, which would probably be better for him over time. But it, it's hard to take him out if, if 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 you only have one guard sub over there. Even even if everybody played equal minutes, and you play four guards. That's you're dividing 160 by five. I, I I don't know what that 
what that exactly equates to, but that's that's 32 minutes per person. So so that's just average. If if you uh, if you play small the whole time, that's why it's so important that we get our bigs going and we're able to play big more. How did you get Vic in recruiting? Was that a I don't remember that recruitment. He was Gary, a, you should be more on top of your job. <laughs> he you know, was a, that's your job, Gary, to know what goes on with He us. wasn't ranked that highly, was he? Uh, he was ranked, but he reclassified. So so everybody thought that Legero would be a, a 2016 grad, and he reclassified to 2015 after his senior season was over. So we were, we were fortunate. You look at how, you know, recruiting is inexact science and, and, and everything, and so you, you got all these recruiting experts, which there's numerous ones in this particular room as well. But you have guys that, that, that you know, we take Frank and Devontae and LeGerald. And those guys were not at that time considered to be, you know, blue chip, five-star type recruits. And they turned out to be pretty good. And you just, you just never know. But the thing about LeGerald, you knew he was a great athlete. You knew he had great instincts and you knew he had great size for a guard. Uh, but I will tell you this: He's improved at a at, a, at such an accelerated rate. I don't I don't think I could have anticipated this uh, uh, when he first got here. With things going as well for him as they have so far, would would you think Memphis could become a place you keep going back to, or is it not worth that? I think it does. Yeah. I, I think it does. You know, re recruiting is is uh, we can talk about it from a from a city standpoint. Or community standpoint, then you can even get more specific and talk about from a program standpoint. And and uh, I think a lot of times, you know, we you know you get a you get a kid from Chicago, and, or Memphis or Dallas or wherever, and yeah, those are such big areas. It's hard to say one guy is just going to allow you to positively get back in there and be involved with every other good kid. Although that could potentially happen, but within that program. I would think your chances are really good that that could happen again when you have a kid that experiences uh, a great success from certain AAU programs or, or whatnot. And, and certainly he came from, you know, uh, obviously a, a, a very, very good program. And Tark, Tark Black's also from that. Yeah, Tark's, yeah, so there, there's two right there that, that uh, you would think that, you know, maybe allows to get back in there. Memphis isn't an easy nut to crack, though. Uh, Recruiting-wise, but but you know I spent a lot of time down there and, and come up empty quite a bit. But we we did we did uh, we did get pretty fortunate with those two. I think I mean to see what Tariq's done and how this place has impacted him and his future, and to see how the Gerald has has kind of exploded <clears throat> on the scene. I, I I would hope that would open some doors. You anticipate that getting Landon back, or is he going to need some more time? Uh, don't know yet. Uh, uh, he will not practice today. And then we'll see if he can go tomorrow. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I still think he's a day-to-day -day guy, but, but I don't know what his availability will be uh, against Stanford. Bill, how important was that second half the other night for Carlson just to be able to stay on the floor more and kind of see the ball in the basket? Uh, I, think, I think those things are important. I, I really do. Uh, he's a great, great, great kid, and, and he's going, going through a little bit of stuff uh, that I don't know if it's, if it's – uh, uh, stuff that's really started out small and somehow got a little bit bigger, or, or confidence is involved, or, or whatnot. But but he 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 made some some good plays the second half that that uh, certainly uh, I think should give him some confidence. And, and they were real plays. I mean, it wasn't like lucked into plays. I mean, he 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 did a great job on the glass. He he made a 
a couple of uh, face-up shots, which is what he does best. And, and uh, uh, I, th I thought he did some, some really nice things. Seems like he's kept a, a beat attitude at least during games. You can't, you, you can't, I mean, he smiles all the time. Uh, so you don't know if that's good or bad. You know, Frank Dutton smiles. Is he happy or sad? Carlton smiles. If he happy, is he happy or sad? Because he don't smile. So, so uh, I think sometimes it's a little misleading to, uh, to say that uh, a kid is down if he doesn't smile and, then, and a little bit misleading to say he's really happy if he does uh, because a lot of that's just a, um, you know, a natural reaction to how they've reacted their whole lives to whatever the situation is. What's your scout on Stanford? Uh, well, I think they're good. You know, they, they lost last night to St. Mary's, and St. Mary's could beat anybody, anytime, anywhere. Uh, they've got Randy's got one of his best teams, but but Jared has a has a has a uh, uh, a really good team. They've got a tr great player uh, inside, and and certainly they they haven't scored a lot of points. If you look at their stats, they're averaging about sixty six or sixty seven a game. But a lot of that's due to the pace that he's playing, which is which is a, a great pace for them. But but their opponents are are uh, shooting a miserable percentage behind the arc. They're not shooting a great percentage from two, and and uh, they're really good on the glass. And, and you know they do some things defensively that that we haven't seen yet. So we'll have to work on those the next two days. But I think he's got a nice team. I, I think Jared and he's obviously done a great job. But they run good stuff, and and I think he's got a really nice team. When you go up against a team that has, you know, a, a quality big, knowing the makeup of the guys that you have, how do they respond to what's ahead of them? I, I, I think I think they'll respond favorably. Uh, uh, you know, everybody that you play that's good has quality bigs. You know, people that play us now, they would still say, well, we got to stop them inside first. I guarantee people would still say that, even though that hasn't been how we've been scoring as consistently. Uh, and one reason why our bigs didn't score much against Long Beach State is they made sure our bigs didn't score much, and that's one reason why we got a lot of perimeter shots. Uh, uh, but but uh, I, I think our guys will, will, will take to the challenge. It seems like one of the biggest differences for Frank is finishing at the rim. How, how important has that been for you guys, considering the scoring troubles you've had inside the convention? Well, he's always been a good finisher. You know, he, he's... Uh, uh, Frank's, Frank's always been a guy that could finish inside. You know, and, 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 and let's, let's not get this uh, too screwed up. Uh, uh, you know, when they, when they look at points in the paint, things like that, they're looking at all points in the paint. They're not just looking at your center's points in the paint. So, you know, that, that's, that's the objective is to be able to score close to the basket. So sometimes people design things where guards are the ones that, have opportunities to get in there, and maybe bigs don't as much. Uh, we've always been a team up until last year that played inside out. And in the last two years, we've obviously played outside in, and a little bit more so this year because that's probably the strength of our team. But part of the things, you know, Josh and Frank or Devontae or LeGerald are getting to the basket, uh, those are still points in the paint. Those are still inside points. When I talk about our bigs, and I'm talking about more of an inside presence. You know, if, if they force a double team and somebody else gets a basket, they did their job. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I mean, nose guards, did they ever make any tackles? No, because they get double teamed every snap. But, but if they can take on two people in that right, then that opens up other people in the lanes to make tackles. 
I was always amazed by that. Guys make the Pro Bowl and they have 27 tackles for the season. But they cause total disruption. And, and I think big guys can do that too uh, by forcing double teams, by, by, by being great sealers, by if you seal strong, then you force weak side help, and then somebody else gets a shot because you force weak side help. And I don't think that we're doing those things as consistently as what we can. We always look at points and rebounds, which, I mean, granted are a big part of the game, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Well, so Frank didn't get out of first year Tuesday, yet you win by 30. Do you need him to play at fifth year for the duration of the season? Uh, I don't know that, that uh, we, we need him to play every game at fifth year to win, but I know that you usually play over time like you prepare to play, and that uh, in order to be good teams uh, consistently, he has to be in fifth gear. So, so uh, now you can be in fifth gear and not have a good game, but you can be totally engaged uh, defensively and doing some things that, that I, I didn't feel like he was the other night, which is the first time this year. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, not blasting for, for that, but I, I do think that there's, a, uh, I, I do think that th there's obviously a, 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 a consistency and a value that is put on uh, uh, playing at a pace that was faster than what he played at the other night for us to be as good as we could be. Does ordinarily visiting coaches get booed out of here pretty quick? What do you expect the reaction to be of the folks here on Saturday night? To well, you know, unfortunately the reaction will be he'll be the most loved head coach in the building. <laughs> so that that would suck. But, 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 uh, but, for, but for the, I mean, that, and he deserves that. He deserves that. Uh, you know, he was a, he was a, a tremendous player and popular player here. Uh, when he played, and and then of course uh, helped recruit some really good teams uh, after he played, and, and he's done a really good job uh, after he after he left here to go to Carolina and UAB and now Stanford. So, whatever ovation uh, uh, or, or response that, that Jared gets from a positive standpoint is one in which he richly deserves, and I would hope that our fans do treat him right uh, before the game. And then let's not get carried away after the game starts. But before the game, I hope I hope that he's treated like he deserves. And I think it'd be really cool for his players to see how well he's been received. I think that'd be pretty cool for him. And Bill, this is a big picture, but you talked about before the season started, your four guard offense trying to figure out what you guys wanted to do with it. I guess what goes into those discussions? What are you guys trying to create with the four guard sets that you guys do? Uh, Movement. How do we get to the offensive glass out of, out of four guards, which we're not doing at all? Uh, uh, you know, when we when we run our so-called uh, fist series or whatnot, uh, or two game or whatever we run, you know, you have specific roles. And and when we when we got to our four out game, uh, understanding exactly what those roles are, where it can be uh, uh, still yet some freelance but also some set rules uh, I think you know and it could be a plethora of things but 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 certainly uh, understanding ball and body movement and how, how to how to attack different situations I, I think is are things we're still trying to figure out is that with four game you're still kind of tweaking with that and still kind of oh god yeah well, that, that's just something to get us through right yeah. now okay. we, we haven't you know we, we, we've done some I think we've done some pretty pretty neat stuff, but we haven't done anything that, that I, I feel like right now that consistently that this is how we're going to play in March. I, I still think we're tweaking and trying to figure it out. I think you guys have hit, I think, 15 <coughs> free throws. Does that 
Well, you should do what? 59% of your free throws. Is that, it's early. I mean, is that, is that troublesome or worse? Yeah, well, we have, we've been awful from the line. Uh, and, and, and if you look at it, uh, I hate to say this, but, you know, if you look at our, our freshmen from the line, I don't know what they are, but if you were just look at the freshmen, other than that, we're probably shooting, you know, 75% from the line. Uh, I could be off on that a little bit. So I think Josh is shooting 50 54. something. 54. And Udoka's shooting. 33 3. 33. And Mitch is shooting. That's an easy one to figure out. Zero. Zero. Okay. So 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 when you when you when you stop and think of now, if you were to remove those three guys, I don't know that it's that bad. It's, but it still can get better. So so I, I think as a as a team, and those three are obviously an important part of our team, I, I think that's probably the bigger concern is getting those guys making them consistent. You can talk about Keeping those guys off their feet during scouting reports stuff. Is that something you've always done? No, learned it from Rick, Rick Majerus. Okay. How long ago? Mm, Ten years. Okay, so yeah. it is new here. You didn't do it at Illinois or anything like that? No, we did. We did oh, it. Yeah, did. yeah, but but even more so. Even more. I've always thought scouting reports should be a classroom set where you sit down and you show them and then you ask questions and sure. guys have to have answers and that kind of stuff. That's what I've always thought. I've never thought scouting report was a time where you actually defend their actions. I always thought you did that in drills during practice, uh, uh, and that kind of stuff. So, so that that's that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, you, you're going to defend their actions, but you may do it in a three-minute segment during practice or a five-minute segment during practice. But a lot of people practice, and then when they do scout, and when they actually guard it. And, and I just, I mean, which, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just something that that, uh, that we don't do. If you're late in the year in the tournament. Guys have to play 38 minutes certain games. Isn't it good that they've been through that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the tournament's a little bit different, at least in my mindset, in that uh, it seems like guys get less tired in the tournament, and maybe because the timeouts are so long, and there's an extra timeout each half. So, if if there's a three minute timeout, let's say a three minute break, that's 12 minutes uh, uh, during the. Uh, a first half plus the mandatory three minutes that they you have to you get now in the first half that you don't get during the regular season, and then the second half is the same way. So that's thirty minutes they're sitting down, which which you know guys can play four minutes and and, and usually recover pretty easy. So I I, I think in the tournament it's it's more of a foul situation that that hurts you more than fatigue when 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 you talk about depth. But I, I do agree. Guys are young. I mean, you look, Monty Morse uh, uh, for Iowa State's averaged 38 minutes a game for the last two or three years. I mean, he, he looks fine to me. Uh, uh, and, and there's other players that do that, but the way that we play and everything, I still think the optimal number would be in that 32 to 34. The guys could still feel very fresh late game if you're able to get them out and give them a little blows. You know, what was your message to the team after 19 turnovers Tuesday? You know, I hadn't even, well, I hadn't seen the team. I mean, uh, we signed uh, we signed basketballs yesterday, uh, uh, autographed basketballs. But yes, but but I haven't talked to the team as a group. Uh, so today will be the first day. I I, I I probably won't even bring up 19 turnover. I think there's many other things that we could bring up. Uh, you know, that my son had three of them. So uh, uh, so I, I don't even know that I'll bring bring uh, bring that up uh, with the, with the team. Even though they know we got to take we got to care of the ball. Coach, does uh, Legero 
productivity and explosiveness early, if you can give Josh some room to uh, grow into his role without feeling like he has to do more than he needs to right now? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, I don't think kids think of it like that. I, I, th I think that Josh thinks of it like I want to get as good as fast as I can. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, I, I thought, I think, I think he's shown unbelievable improvement. I'm sure you guys have too since the season started. Uh, and he didn't have a bad game against uh, Indiana. He had nine points in a game in which he fouled out and probably played 16 minutes. I mean, that's not a bad game, but, but, uh, but certainly he's been much better since then. Um, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that Josh looks at it that way remotely. Is, hey, I'm glad everybody else is playing good, so I to take some pressure off of me. I, I think those kids look at it like I want all the pressure on me now. And, and, uh, uh, so, but, but, it, but it is, it is an, uh, an advantage to be able to have five guards out there that are all very capable of making plays and making shots. He's been pretty good from three-point range. Is, is he doing basically what you want him to do offensively, or do you want him to do more? Or? I think he's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's hard for me to say. Uh, you, you, you get such a false sense of, uh, you know, if you look at the Long Beach State or the Asheville game, sure. you get a false sense of what you got, want your guys to do because you would say Devontae needs to do more. Yeah, well, right. Devontae's going to do more in games that are tight. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's kind of how it works. And, you know, Devontae, what, did he take four shots against Asheville? Yeah. Well, he can't take four shots in a, in, in, a, in a tight game. I mean, he needs to be more aggressive than that. So, but Spee is, I think Spee's played very well, very well on the offensive end. You mentioned a while back that Dwight, while maybe technically healthy, didn't quite have the same explosiveness before the injury. I'm just curious since then uh, if you've seen that kind of improvement. I, I, I still feel the same way, and I think he would tell you the same thing. If he was honest, he may not say that because he didn't want to to uh, have that be a crutch. But uh, I think I think Dwight's been fine in the minutes that he's that he's gotten. But uh, but I, I don't think that you know he's he's at the point from an explosion standpoint that he was before he got injured. What more do you ask from, from Carlton year one year two? What more can we ask of him? What more have you asked? Like explaining what his role is this year compared to what it was last year. You know what? I, I don't know that we've actually tried to differentiate. Uh, uh, you know, you know, we, I'd love for him to be a guy. Now I told him, I said I envision twelve and seven, but but his role is is uh, you know being a defensive presence, uh, blocking or altering, being a great defensive rebounder. You know, active on the glass, uh, playing smart. I, I I don't think I ever said that you have to make shots for. You. For you to play well, and uh, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have to make. If he, if he was worries about the right things, which he will, then, then he'll play. He'll play better and be more effective because uh, uh, it's kind of like Legerald. He'll get some jump just because he's in the right place at the right time, and that gives you confidence. So, uh, but but I, I, I am I am I'm not concerned about him or Landon from a standpoint or Udoka. Uh, uh, being more efficient or, or, or being more of a presence, I think we'll get there. But I think the reality is, is that up until this point, we haven't gotten there. But I, I know that they're more capable of doing that. Anything else? All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, guys.